This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Let's do this. Another day, another dollar, another edition of The Drive. You're listening to The Drive on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and the Odyssey app. My name is Carrington Harrison. Excited to be here with you to recap the very exciting game yesterday between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. Boy, do we have a lot to get into regarding that game. A lot of you hit me up after the game and said, hey, Carrington, can you pull audio? We want to hear Bills fans. You know we got you over the course of the next four hours. It's always the Chiefs at home now. Come on. We have news post-game. We've got national reaction. We've got tweets. We've got Reddit posts. We have compiled the most heartbroken Buffalo Bills fans to bring to you over the course of the next four hours. We will be joined by Mitch Holtz in the four o'clock hour. Patrick Mahomes usually joins the show on Monday. He will be on the show Wednesday before the AFC championship game against the Baltimore Ravens. Just wanted to let you know that Patrick Mahomes will not be on the show today. He will be on the show Wednesday as we get you ready for another AFC championship game, this time on the road against the Baltimore Ravens. We got a lot to get into, as you would imagine, over the course of the next four hours. But before we do any of that, well, hit it, Rob. First things first, Carrington's Pizza Time on the drive. Dial me up right now. Call number six wins a pizza from our friends over at Pizza Tasio. 913-586-7610. Pizza Tasio is Kansas's best New York style pizza, and they've taken over the town. They lovingly use 100% whole milk mozzarella, all organic tomato sauce, with locally grown fresh ingredients, all made by KC guys who both know and love pizza. So what is one of you slices or if in the mood for the whole pie, be sure to visit them now at Pizza Pizzatasio.com. That's pizza, T-A-S-C-I-O.com. I need you guys to do me a couple of favors. Number one, I need you listening to the drive each day at two o'clock. Number two, I need you to tell one friend. You don't got to tell two friends. I need you to tell one friend that if they want some of the best pizza and also some of the best playoff coverage in Kansas City, that you would keep it locked in right here on 610 Sports Radio. How I would like to start today's show is by telling you guys this. I think that we have seen enough in life that there is a difference between being rich and being wealthy. You certainly can live a very comfortable life by being rich. 
I'm sure that we all know somebody who is rich, but we also see that there are levels to it and that there are some people who are rich and that there are some people who are wealthy. We also know that there are some people that are popular and then there are some people that are famous. Like there is a difference in those two things. I believe that the Buffalo Bills have a really talented quarterback. Josh Allen will probably go to the Hall of Fame one day. He made some throws yesterday that were magnificent. That touchdown throw to Shaquille was an incredible throw that not many human beings in the world have the ability to make. The way that he runs the football, how physical of a runner he is, how he can improvise on the fly. Josh Allen is incredible. There is a difference between being a great quarterback and an all-time quarterback. There is a difference in being the second best quarterback in the league and maybe the most talented quarterback that we have ever seen in the history of the National Football League. The Buffalo Bills had multiple opportunities to win that game yesterday. This is not me taking anything away from the Kansas City Chiefs. The Buffalo Bills had multiple chances to win that game yesterday. The Kansas City Chiefs scored their last points of the game at the 14-minute mark in the fourth quarter. They did not score a single other point. The Chiefs kick off the ball to the Buffalo Bills. Hey, you've got the Chiefs almost right where you want them. It's not ideal. You're behind in this game, but you put a drive together and you can beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, Buffalo went three and out. And for some ungodly reason, Buffalo tried a fake punt on fourth and five with DeMar Hamlin. I didn't even know he was active. You got stopped. You got three plays in. You got seven yards in three plays. You just punt. Hey, you concede. You know what? Hey, we're going to live to play another series. You try to fake punt with your super backup safety. Didn't work. All right, you know what? Now the Chiefs get the ball right on their side of the field. We're all thinking the same thing. This is the drive in which Kansas City shuts the door. You had your opportunity maybe to knock Kansas City out. You missed that opportunity, and now they're about to knock you out. The Chiefs score a touchdown on that next drive. They go up 10 points with less than eight minutes to go. We are all thinking the exact same thing. Ball game, curtains, grand opening, grand closing. Well, you guys know what happened with McCall Hartman. I don't want to talk about it yet. I'm being positive. I don't want to talk about the McCall Hartman fumble. Josh Allen then gets another opportunity to go win the game. He had another chance. This is what you wanted. You wanted the Chiefs at home. You've been waiting five years for this. Buffalo went three and out. (laughs) They went three and out. There is a difference between being a great quarterback and an all-time quarterback. One team has a great quarterback. The other team has an all-time quarterback. One of the greatest players to ever play in the history of the National Football League. We see that in these matchups. You know what? Buffalo's defense holds the Chiefs to a punt. Hold on. Wait, you're telling me that Buffalo gets another opportunity to go down the field and potentially beat the Kansas City Chiefs? This is what you wanted. You got people on the edge of their seats clapping, cheering, trying to give the Buffalo Bills all the energy in the world that they needed. 
First off, Josh Allen fumbled on the drive. He tried to turn it over. I have been telling you guys all week, hey, Josh is going to give you one. Josh is going to give you one. You just got to sit back. He turns it over the second most in the NFL this year behind Sam Howe. He will give you one opportunity. He tried to turn the ball over. All right, you know, football happened. Chiefs don't land on it. Buffalo continues to get an opportunity. The football gods gave Buffalo every opportunity to go win this game. They then have first down. They have first down with less than three minutes to go. All right. They are on the Kansas City 27-yard line. You might be a little worried at home. You're, hey, what's going to happen in this scenario? Are they going to score? Is Mahomes going to have to take us down the field? Well, Rob, after that first and 10 from the 27-yard line, Buffalo got one more yard and had to rely in not favorable conditions on a kicker who missed two kicks last week to kick a 44-yard field goal. You guys know what happened. He missed. Buffalo had three opportunities to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, just like they had 60 minutes to beat Kansas City in their last postseason game, and the game went to overtime. There is a difference between having a good quarterback and an all-time quarterback. Josh Allen, you could argue that he has played his best two games as an NFL player against Patrick Mahomes. He was magnificent in Arrowhead in the 13-second game. He was great yesterday. Threw for 200 yards, threw a great touchdown, had 75 yards rushing, two touchdowns, didn't turn the football over. Josh Allen played about as well as I think Josh Allen could play. The problem is he has to go up against Patrick Mahomes, who is just different. There is a difference between being rich and wealthy. There is a difference between being a great player and an all-time player. And Buffalo's great player continues to run into Kansas City's all-time player, and he just can't beat him. For all the conversation that we have about Brady and Manning, Peyton Manning lost to the New England Patriots the first six times that he went up against them. As much as we romanticize that rivalry between those two teams, it wasn't really a rivalry. One team won a majority of those matchups. That's what keeps happening. Buffalo will put up good games. It'll be great. I'm sure we'll see the ratings and 50 million people watched it and Taylor's there and Jason Kelsey is taking off his shirt and screaming. It was an incredible football game yesterday. Josh Allen has not won one of those in his entire career. Not a one. He has not had a memorable game, a memorable comeback, a memorable victory in five years of being the starting quarterback for the Buffalo Bills and winning those kind of games is routine for your quarterback. All week, I was hammering the drum about turnover differential and turnover margin and how important it is and how if Kansas City doesn't turn the football over, how they are incredibly difficult to beat. They had a turnover in this game, but it didn't come from Patrick Mahomes. Rob, Patrick Mahomes has not thrown an interception in 164 straight postseason passes. In five games, the last interception he threw was in the second half, was in overtime of the AFC Championship game. They have played five postseason games since then. He has not thrown an interception in any of those games. They've won all five of those games. Sports are simple, man. Sometimes the other team has Michael Jordan on their team, and you can do everything in your power. Hey, we got Reggie Miller. Hey, we got Patrick. We got all-time greats. There's levels to this. 
hey, our quarterback played well. He didn't turn the football over. There's levels to this. This is a game that will haunt Buffalo for the remainder of their lives. You had Kansas City potentially on the ropes. You had chances to win it. Your quarterback didn't turn the ball over. You played about as well as I think Buffalo can play and is what has been a theme for Buffalo. They can never get over the hump of the Kansas City Chiefs. I think that Rasheed Rice can say it quite better than I can. Listen to this. Quarterback against quarterback game. Pat's now 3-0 against Josh in the postseason. What does that say about what quarterback? What do you think about that? He's better than Josh. <laughs> like. It's that simple. <laughs> it's that simple. One team has maybe the most talented quarterback that we have ever seen. The other team just has a good quarterback. And I think we see in these matchups each and every time that there is a difference. An all-time quarterback scores on one of those three possessions. A great quarterback can get you in the opportunity. Maybe you'll score sometimes, but Josh Allen has been unable to get over that hump in his career, and that's why he continues to come in second place for a second-place organization. You were second place for all of the 90s. You were second place behind Tom Brady for all of the 2000s and all of the 2010s. And now that we are in the uh, now we're in the 2020s, you are constantly second place to the Kansas City Chiefs. You know what? This game just wasn't about Patrick Mahomes or Travis Kelsey or Isaiah Pacheco. Rob, there were some other guys that stepped up, some X-Factor guys that step up. I want to celebrate them early on in the show. We'll do that coming up on the other side. Keep it right here. It's the drive. The Drive with Carrington Harrison, brought to you by Deep Esquale Moore. Car wreck? Get the money you deserve. Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Kansas City, it's Isaiah Pacheco. You're listening to The Drive with Keraton Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. I know you guys are waiting. And trust me, we will get to it coming up in about 10 minutes. I want to make sure that we show the proper amount of respect to the others. This was not just the Isaiah Pacheco, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey show. A lot of people contributed. A lot of people stepped up and helped Kansas City go on the road and win this playoff game. I want to make sure that they get their flowers as well. Oh, don't worry. We have, we probably have an hour of sad Bills content that we have been cooking up over the course of this morning. So if you guys want to hear some Bills tears, oh, we got them. It's always the Chiefs at home now. Come on. I mean, if you want Bill's tears, trust me, we got them. 
Sean McDermott is scared of of, of Andy Reid and his in his defense in, in, in the Kansas City Chiefs. So this is what we're gonna do. I want to pay respects to the other players that helped stepped up and make this win possible. And then we'll get to the Buffalo tears coming up in about 10 minutes. Rob hit me with some music. You know who I want to give my first set of flowers to. You want to know who led the chiefs in receiving Travis Kelsey, five catches, 75 yards, two touchdowns. You want to know who was second on the Chiefs in receiving in this game? No, it was not Rasheed Rice. No, it was not Isaiah Pacheco. It certainly wasn't McCall Hardman. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, two catches, 62 yards in this game. MVS, I know you have taken a lot of criticism over the course of the year. You deserved a lot of criticism over the course of the year. MVS, I am here telling you that all you need to do is play well one more time, and we will never talk about how bad you were in the regular season. You will be Frank Clark. Last year in the AFC Championship game, you had 100 yards. We don't talk about the fact that MVS had zero catches for zero yards in the Super Bowl. He stepped up in the game that they needed him. Great. This season, I don't got to rehash all the things that went wrong with MVS. A bunch of things went wrong. In a very important postseason game, they needed a couple of guys to step up and make plays. You knew that Buffalo was going to be able to take something away. They didn't take Travis Kelsey away. They didn't take Isaiah Pacheco away. Rasheed Rice had a normal game. Four catches, 47 yards. This offense needed somebody to step up. And well, what do you know? Marquez Valdez-Scantling. He had more yards receiving than any Bills player. More than Dalton Kincaid, more than Diggs, more than James Cook. MVS was one of the better players offensively yesterday in the game. Knock me over with a feather. I'm giving my first set of flowers to Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Is MVS the new Frank Clark? I don't know. People are talking. People are definitely talking. You know who else I'm going to give a little bit of flowers to? I'm giving some flowers to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Yes, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire deserves some flowers. Now, you might be thinking, hey, well, he wasn't that big of a factor in the game. He didn't get the ball too much. He only got two carries in the game. He only had three touches. Did you guys know that MVS, or excuse me, Clyde Everett-Hilaire, that that run that he had in last night's game was the third longest run that he has had in his entire career? We're talking about a guy who has gotten almost 500 carries when you combine the regular season and the postseason. And his 28-yard run yesterday was the third longest run that he has had in his NFL career. Hey, CEH, you're never going to be the guy that the Chiefs drafted you out of LSU. We don't need you to be that anymore. All we need you to do in your limited opportunities is to make a play that helps change the course of the game. And he did that. You get a 28-yard run, you help flip the field and help put Kansas City in a scoring position. I'm going to give you my flowers. 
I'm giving flowers to Clyde Everett-Solaire and the game that he put together yesterday. You got a great contribution offensively from MVS. You got a great contribution from Clyde Everett-Solaire. Between those two guys, you got 100 yards of offense. That's why you won. You know another player that I'm going to give credit to? Because it can't all be on the offense. Some guys on the defense got to get some love. Rob, Mike Edwards went out early in this game with the concussion. Now, hopefully he's able to play in the game against the Baltimore Ravens. Want him to get that opportunity. But you know what? His backup, Shamari Connor. No Mike Edwards in this game. No Brian Cook, who was on the injured reserve list. Shamari Connor had 10 tackles and a forced fumble. Shamari Connor was great. A rookie coming in. Second postseason game, first postseason game on the run. That was a pick you knew when the Chiefs made that selection out of Virginia Tech. You knew that it was going to work. You just knew it was going to work and absolutely has worked the second half of the season. He's been great. Sure, the stars got to be stars, and you got a star effort from Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Isaiah Pacheco. You needed some of the other guys to step up. MVS had a big play. In this game, Clyde Edwards-Alaire had a big play in this game. Shamari Connor had a big play in this game. Harrison Bucker continues to be as reliable as any kicker in the National Football League. It was not all the stars why you won this game. You needed some of your role players to step up, and a handful of them did in the win against the Buffalo Bills. I want to go on a little bit of a journey here, and I appreciate you guys rocking with me on this journey. There is something about seeing fan bases torn up and heartbroken that warms my heart. When that game was over and after Buffalo missed that kick and they started spanning the sidelines and the stands and they were showing people who you know have been out there for hours. People who spent three, four, five hundred dollars a ticket to be at this game because they had to be there to see Buffalo eliminate the Kansas City Chiefs. Seeing those people go home heartbroken and disappointed, it really brought a smile to my face. It really brought things home for me and really made everything worth it. Seeing the smile on Patrick Mahomes' face as he was running off the field, and seeing them throw snowballs at him in frustration and anger. If your quarterback had that same accuracy in the fourth quarter, you'd be happy right now, but now you're mad. And just like Joe Burrow, just like a lot of the other challengers that have popped up for the Kansas City Chiefs over the last four or five seasons, you can enjoy watching the AFC Championship game on CBS or Paramount+. Plus. That's a feeling you should be used to if you're Buffalo. You should be used to losing to Kansas City and watching them advance and watching them have a chance to go on to the Super Bowl. That's all you know. At this point, it's a yearly thing. I don't know what yearly activities they have in Buffalo, but I imagine they have some version of the Plaza Art Fair. I'm imagining that they have yearly activities as a community that that they participate in. This is just another one. Lose to the Chiefs Day. Eliminated by Patrick Mahomes Day. We're starting to realize that Patrick has stake in a lot of different businesses. He's heavily invested in Whataburger. He has an investment with the Kansas City Royals. He has part ownership of the Kansas City Current. 
He's just adding other things to his portfolio, including Josh Allen and the Bills. He definitely has ownership of them, and he gets his dividend every January. It's great. So you remember how last week we played the audio of Cowboys fans leaving the stadium and they were interviewing him and getting their thoughts? Oh, they do that same thing in Buffalo, too. Let's listen in. Well, somber is the mood here at Highmark Stadium after the Bills' divisional round loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Bills fans I spoke to shared with me their goodbyes to this season. It's embarrassing. They played their hearts out all year long. And then that, a missed field goal at extra point range, it's, it hurts. I just want us to win the Super Bowl and just losing is just, it's, it hurts. I feel so empty. Just sad overall. It's not even frustration, or it is frustration, but we're not even mad. It's just sad. I'm very sad, and I'm very mad. Really upset, man. Really upset to see it come down to the kick like that. Uh, it's one you got to put through. You know, it's what you're getting paid to do. It's your only job. You got one job, man. You got to put that through. So, really hurting right now, but uh, I know we'll come back strong next season. It's always the Chiefs at home now. Come on. I mean, I feel like this is the exact same way that I feel every year, so at least they're consistent. Uh, I called off work, so I'm sleeping in. It's going to be a long one, going to be a long day of just sulking, laying around, probably watching, watching replays, watching ESPN, uh, just taking it all in. So The Bills now drop to 0-3 against Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs and will now start gearing up for next year. Buffalo, this is the feeling that you should be used to. You're losers. You're top-tier losers. This is what we know you for. You don't associate Buffalo with winning. You associate Buffalo with not being good enough. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. That's what you associate Buffalo with. You associate them with constantly coming in second place to the Giants or the Cowboys in the 90s. You associate them with losing 33 of 36 games to Tom Brady when he was in New England. And that ownership just transferred. Tom Brady just handed that deed over to Patrick Mahomes. Hey, I'm not using this anymore. Why don't you use it? He probably gave him a great deal on it too. This is the feeling you should be used to every single January. It's all you know. You've never got to be the hero of your own store. You're losers. You're top-tier losers is what you are. So Rob went and listened to WGR. Shout out to Jeremy White and those fine sports talk hosts over in Buffalo. I'm sure sure they had a busy day today. I want to play for you some of what they had to say because I'm telling you it was not good. This was the first post-game call that they got. The very first one. You know, you'd go through your little monologue, you open up the phone lines, and you know the phone lines. You don't got to do much. This was the first call they took last night after the game. Tonight's game, we should have had it. We should have had it, but it was a heartbreak. And I just want to know, how do you guys endure the the losses and still sticking with your team. What choice do you have? I I, I guess you just don't have a choice. You got to right, stay easy. with your team. 
<laughs> that man was looking for an application for a new team. Rob, that man wants to go cheer for somebody else. He said, I've been doing this for 40 years. I'm tired of losing to the Patriots. I'm tired of losing to the Chiefs. I want something new. I want something else. <laughs> he said, how do you guys keep doing this? <laughs> You've had a lot of practice. You know. How have you done it? How have you been doing it? This is all you know is disappointment and heartbreak. You really thought this year was going to be different. You really did. I saw you guys. You had a two-hour-long line of people who couldn't wait to shovel the stadium. Oh, I know you guys were fired up. I saw the videos. You had the tables. You had the fire. You had Jason Kelsey taking shots with you. This was going to be different. (laughs) It wasn't. So much emotional energy invested and time and everything. And then, and now it's questions about shouldn't they fire the coach? Shouldn't they do this? Should it, I mean, just take a drink, take a shower and, and get up tomorrow. And we'll, we'll talk about it tomorrow um, because the bills are now officially, well, I quote officially one of those teams in sports that, just has come close for years running and uh, not even that close, not even that close, but have fallen short. And it's a, it's a puzzle. (laughs) It ain't a puzzle. The rest of us know how to put it together. You guys are the ones struggling with it. I mean, teams figure out how to put the puzzle together every year. I mean, the Rams have put it together. The Chiefs have put it together. The Eagles. There's a lot of programs. There's a lot of teams that figure out the puzzle. You guys unable to do so. (laughs) You're losers. You're top-tier losers. Every year this happens to you guys. Now you want the coach fired. Uh, I've been calling you all year. This is like the first time I'm mad, sad, heartbroken, and I'm I'm just downright angry. And if he doesn't get rid of Sean McDermott and put somebody in there, and I've been calling here for McDermott's head, that understands you can't have a rushing game when your quarterback is the best runner. I'm just so angry today. <laughs> Josh Allen played well, man. He really did. Had almost 300 yards from scrimmage. Didn't turn the ball over. Made a couple incredible throws and runs. Josh Allen was great. The other team's quarterback is just better than yours, man. I mean, there's there's really no other way to put it. There's no more eloquent way to put it. Your quarterback, your team is not good enough. Despite winning your last seven games, despite going out and spending all that money to get Von Miller, despite being at home and having the better record this year and winning in the regular season. I mean, it was right there for you. Everyone was rooting for you. Nobody wants to see Kansas city in the AFC championship game. Again, they've been there. They're tired of Taylor Swift. They're tired. Everybody was pulling for you, Buffalo. (laughs) It was still the same conclusion to your story. It's always the Chiefs at home now. Come on. I mean, I feel like this is the exact same way that I feel every year. So at least they're consistent. 
No, they're they're definitely very consistent. Rob, I left someone out of my flowers segment because I think it is very important that we give them their flowers on their own accord. I had my reservations about the offensive line and their ability to play disciplined football. Juwan Taylor has been penalized 21 times this year. It was a point that I made this week. Hey, you're going on the road. You're playing in a hostile environment. You're going to need to eliminate these costly penalties and that the Chiefs usually at some point have to overcome one of those penalties. Well, you know what? Isaiah Pacheco ran for 97 yards in this game. Patrick Mahomes did not take a sack in this game. And Jawan Taylor did not have a penalty. Their tackles played really well in this game. There were not a lot of times in which you felt that Patrick Mahomes was really in danger in this game or had to kind of overcome a deficiency up front. This was the best version of the Chiefs offensive line that we saw this season. This is exactly the version of the Chiefs that I want to see. They threw 23 passes and they ran it 24 times. This was an incredibly balanced team that was able to get stops when they needed. I know that we have looked at 21 points as this like magical number for the Kansas City Chiefs, and it's great to consistently hold teams under 21 points. It's really hard to do that against good teams that can score the way that Buffalo could. And this defense, they were shaky in the first half. I think that's a fair thing to say about this defense. I mean, in the first half, Buffalo scored 27, or excuse me, scored 17 points. They scored 17 points in the first half of this game. In the final 30 minutes, they scored seven points, including they did not score in the fourth quarter. This defense, they all it, it is like a switch that turns on every single time. We got to make this play. We need to make this play in this scenario. And once again, they made that play. Buffalo had three separate opportunities to go down the field and take the lead and potentially win that game. Kansas City scored their last touchdown with 14 minutes and 20 seconds left in the fourth quarter. There is obviously a lot of football left. Both teams touched the ball exactly three times after that. So there was still a lot of possessions, a lot of time left in the game. The Chiefs defense forced a three and out. They then got the stop on the special teams, fake punt. Buffalo got the ball back again. It was a three and out. They were then forced to punt. And then the Chiefs defense. Now, Buffalo did get the ball down the field. They had a chance for a 44-yard field goal. But even if that field goal is made, let's say they make the field goal. Kansas City has the ball with 143, and it's a tie game. You'll take your chances with the way the offense was playing. You'll certainly take your chances in that scenario with 15 on your side. In that case, worst case scenario is you go to overtime and you now know that both teams get the ball. The defense played really, really well in this game and about as well as I think you can expect to play against a team that is as versatile and talented as Buffalo is. Josh Allen is going to make plays. He's going to have a big run. He's going to make a throw that not many people can make. But whenever it comes time to really settle in, when it comes time to really lock in, make your stops, and get off the field, Kansas City makes those stops more times than not. 
Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll talk about Travis Kelsey and the bounce back that he had yesterday. It certainly felt like the old Travis Kelsey yesterday watching this team. There's been one star player that we haven't given their flowers to. We'll do that coming up on the other side. Keep it right here. It's The Drive. The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Brought to you by Deep Esquale Moore. Car, truck, or motorcycle wreck? Remember, Mike's got this. On 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. The home of the Royals is 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Rob, don't you worry. I've got a segment ready for you. Don't you worry, my friend. Because you've been spreading a lot of inaccuracies, lies, and falsehoods about the Kansas City Chiefs over the last couple of weeks or so. And I have tried to keep you on the straight and narrow, but you're your own man. I can't control your takes. I can't control your opinion. You're free to give your take on this show. That's what this show is about, the freedom to express yourself. But you've been telling lies about the Kansas City Chiefs that we need to address. And the first lie that you've been talking is about the importance of the run game. Now, you and I agree on, let's say, 85 90% of things. But one thing that you are always hesitant in is for the Chiefs to lean in and commit to the run game. Rob, aren't we seeing this postseason that maybe, possibly, you are wrong? Patrick Mahomes is playing what people would consider a game manager role. He was 7 of 23 for 215 yards and two touchdowns. Now, if you were watching the game and call Patrick Mahomes a game manager, I would just question if you were actually watching the game or know what you're talking about when it comes to football. But... He was not superhero Pat go out there 400 yards, five touchdowns, throwing the ball. That's not what they need. He didn't turn the football over. He has gone 164 passes without a turnover. That seems really important. They have won all five of those games since that has been the case. But you know what? They really leaned into their run game. Isaiah Pacheco, 15 carries, 97 yards, scored a touchdown, and helped salt this game away at the end. I know that you are averse to running the football, but aren't we looking at the playoffs and seeing that especially when the, when the weather gets this bad or when you start to play some of the better teams, you have to have balance. Look at the teams that won this weekend in the National Football League. Now, quarterback play is important. No one is disagreeing with that. But look at Baltimore and their commitment to running the football. Lamar Jackson had over 100 yards rushing, scored two touchdowns. They ran the ball incredibly effectively. Kansas City, the other AFC championship team, Isaiah Pacheco, 97 yards rushing on 15 carries. Kansas City ran the ball incredibly successfully. You look at Detroit. They spent the 12th overall pick on a running back. David Montgomery also been very good. You've gotten great play from the running backs. And then San Francisco. We don't got to talk about them. Christian McCaffrey. He had 24 touches in their game against the Green Bay Packers. Don't running backs still matter? And no one's saying you got to go out and you got to spend 50 million to go get a running back. But to have the ability to rely on your run game as a critical part of your offense is still just as important as it has ever been. I don't know if it's realistic to think in these games against these defenses when it's 15 degrees outside that your quarterback is going to throw for 400 yards. 
You better invest in the offensive line the way that all of these teams have done. Look at Detroit, spent the top 10 pick on an offensive lineman. Look at San Francisco, all the money that they've given Trent Williams. We know the resources that Kansas City has spent. Ronnie Stanley with the Baltimore Ravens. These teams have invested in their offensive line. All of these teams have also, they have a commitment to running the football successfully and the running back position. Is it possible that maybe you are wrong on what the formula is to win in the National Football League? I probably undervalue the run game, but I don't think the Chiefs won yesterday because they ran the ball effectively because... Wasn't the Bills' entire game plan dominate the ground? Didn't the Bills have the better of the two run games yesterday, if you include Josh Allen and part of that, because that is the focal point of their run game? Wasn't the run game the key to success for the Buffalo Bills? And didn't they do it? But they walked away a loser. The Bills had worse wide receiver play yesterday than the Kansas City Chiefs. Stephon Diggs was non-existent, including a big drop down the field on a game-changing, what could have been game-changing play. MVS, you gave him his flowers earlier. Rasheed Rice, you gave him his flowers earlier. Travis Kelsey, like Travis Kelsey again. I would say, you're right, I do undervalue the run game. But the team that ran the ball better yesterday didn't win. The team that made more plays in the passing game yesterday won. And the team that had the better quarterback yesterday won. I still say the key to success is through great quarterback play and big explosive plays. And the Chiefs did both those things better yesterday than the Buffalo Bills. And rarely do those things come by product of the run game. Yeah, you're right. But I don't know if the run game has to be your focal point. But I do think there is a balance that you need to have between the two. And you need to be able to effectively run the football. I mean, as good as Josh Allen was yesterday and as good as James Cook was, Isaiah Pacheco ran for both for more yards than both of those guys did. So Kansas City didn't have nearly the amount of rush attempts. I mean, Buffalo ran it 39 times. Kansas City ran it 24. Buffalo just also ran more plays yesterday than Kansas City did. Like a major reason of why Kansas City was down in the first 30 minutes of that game was they just didn't have enough plays on offense compared to the other team that Buffalo really dominated the flow the tempo time of possession in the first 30 minutes of the game or so. And that was a major reason why they found themselves in the lead in that game. I know you and I just disagree on the importance of the run game and that's fine, but I do think that we are seeing there are like certain principles and things that you need to be able to do. You look at San Francisco, you look at Detroit. Now, Detroit has Amon Ross, St. Brown, Sam Laporta. They got it. They have really started to take flight once Jameer Gibbs has really started to figure things out. And David Montgomery, they got a great one-two punch. Kansas City with Isaiah Pacheco. We know about Baltimore and their ability to run the football. It just seems like a really, really big thing that you need to be able to do in order to advance in this part of the season. I will say this because outside of Kansas City, and we'll get back to Kansas City here coming up in a bit, the team that I probably feel the most, I guess, differently about is actually San Francisco this week. I don't think San Francisco's defense is nearly as good as I thought it was as I've watched them play over the last month or so that you kind of keep thinking they got a lot of names on that defense, especially on that defensive line. There is a reason why Washington didn't want to pay Chase Young. There is a reason why Chase Young got traded for a third-round pick. He ain't that good. He's just not. Not for a guy who came out of Ohio State. Not for a guy who was the number two overall pick. He is not a game-changing player in that way. 
And also, if we're looking at San Francisco and we're looking at Brock Purdy, we're talking about quarterback play and that being the difference in these games, and it is for a lot of it. San Francisco now has noticeably the worst quarterback left in a tournament. In a quarterback league where you need your quarterback to be able to make plays and that there's going to be three to five plays that you need your quarterback to be able to make. They have the worst quarterback remaining in the tournament. And as I'm sitting there watching them on Saturday night, I'm thinking to myself, San Francisco is supposed to beat Detroit's offense, and they're supposed to beat either Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes, or they're supposed to beat Lamar Jackson and that Ravens team that might be the best team in the league. They're supposed to beat them with that quarterback. Good luck, especially with no Debo Samuel. I'm really surprised that San Francisco today is still the favorite to win the Super Bowl. I'm surprised that San Francisco is a seven-point favorite in their matchup next week against the Detroit Lions. I don't know how you can be watching these games and come to the conclusion that San Francisco is seven points better than Detroit right now. I know they're at home, and I know one team is the – no, I don't care about that. I think you're going to – especially if Debo Samuel's hurt, Detroit has more weapons on offense. They also have a better quarterback. And that – Lions defense, it isn't as bad as I think we keep saying that they are. Their defense is not good. Don't get me wrong. Their defense is not good. I, I keep I keep expecting San Francisco to maybe – I thought we were going to see them maybe ascend and really take control of that game and really – hey, we're the best team in the National Football League. I just didn't get that vibe from them yesterday. Of all the teams that we saw play this weekend, I came out – Hey, Houston, you went on the road and you played the Ravens. You lost. That's good. Buffalo, you played a tightly contested game. You just lost to an organization that is just better than you. You lost to Patrick Mahomes. Certainly no shame in that. Tampa Bay, I I thought Tampa Bay could maybe have the number one overall pick in the draft. They won their division and won a playoff game. No reason to hang your head if you're the Buccaneers. This is a Super Bowl or bust kind of season for the San Francisco 49ers and I just didn't get that vibe from them yesterday. I actually think they're losing. I'm picking the Lions to go to the Super Bowl, and I can't believe that that is a sentence that I actually believe and say, but I think the Detroit Lions are going to the Super Bowl. Coming up on the other side, let's get back to the Kansas City Chiefs, and we'll talk about Travis Kelsey, who turned back the clock yesterday, and he was incredible. That's coming up. Keep it right here. It's the drive. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.